Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode we'll be going over season 4, episode 5 called Radio Days and it premiered on October 6th, 1993. So the episode starts and we are at the uh, beach apartment. And the girls are getting ready for the first day of classes. Obviously, we know Donna is extremely exhausted from the radio show because, I mean, wouldn't anybody? Um, I mean, you definitely have a different um, kind of sleeping pattern when you're in college. But still, to be doing a radio show from 2 to 6 a.m. and then having to get up for classes, even if she has 10 o'clock classes, 10 a.m. classes, that's still, um, you know, it's still pretty bad. But anyways, Kelly is in a very good mood, um, and they're definitely having different mornings. She's all chipper, she's happy, and Donna's just completely the opposite. And then Donna goes in to try to wake David up, um, and this is the first time we see his bedroom, and it's a little weird. So he, his he doesn't have a bed frame. His bed is on the ground. It's like just the mattress, which I have seen in apartments when in college for guys. When you're in the dorms, you just have that twin extra long. But when you move into your own apartment, like I lived in on-campus apartment complexes and they, they just had full beds in there, but they had frames. But I've seen like guys that were in frats or whatever that had literally just the mattress. And I find that odd that they just didn't get a bed frame but anyways um he has a mattress no bed frame he also has these like weird curtains but they're not curtains they're kind of just like these like rugs in a way like hung up around his bed um and they're just like these weird patterns and it's just it's it's an odd look but Anyways, she's trying to wake him up, and he is exhausted, obviously, as well, but he's said he'll get to class by himself. He doesn't need to have her wake him up, so they're going to leave without him. So then we see um, in school, Donna and um, Andre are taking a class together. I think it's some sort of English class or something. And who walks in but none other than Dan Rubin. And apparently he's their teacher. Now, he's a grad student. So is he just like a TA teaching the class and it's not the professor? Or is he the professor? It's really unclear um, because, I don't know, like, it, I just find it a little odd, but... um. Because I had, I had TAs that were grad students or upperclassmen teaching classes, but they were not, um, they weren't exactly, uh, they weren't the professors. They were just the teaching assistants. I don't know. But then we see uh, Dylan and Brenda are taking a poetry class together, which we found out in the last episode. They both have the same class. And she's talking about how she needs to find a job. So she's looking for some job. And this class is romantic poetry. How apropos with them. 
Um, and then we see afterwards, Brenda is looking at a job board. As we said, she's looking for jobs. She runs into Brandon and Steve. And she said, they asked like if she has any, any look with some potential jobs. And she said she's going to go to the store uh, that Celeste works at. She works at a clothing store called Maxwell's. And Celeste told her that there's an opening. So she's going to go see what, you know, what's going on there. And then when she leaves, Steve tells Brandon he doesn't think it'd be a good idea for Brenda to work there because Steve decided that he's planning on breaking up with Celeste. He wants to be college in, he wants to be single in college. And I mean, Brandon kind of thinks, you know, it's a bad idea because he's like, Celeste is a great girl, but, you know, kind of let her down gently then. So then at the clothing store, Brenda's talking to Celeste and she mentions a freshman pool party. Um, and you can see that Celeste doesn't know what she's talking about. So Steve never invited her to the party, but we know why, because Steve wants to break up with her, but he never mentioned it. And then, um, we see, so she, but she tells her about the job. She'll put her, um, he'll put her resume at the top of the list. So then Kelly and Donna are having, um, you know, they're, they're hanging out on the deck of their apartment. God, this apartment's the best. We have yet to find out the cost. We do, I think, in a couple episodes because I remember something happens and I was flabbergasted by the cost of a third of the apartment because someone says how much they're paying. But anyways, um, yeah, so they're hanging out on the deck and Kelly's getting annoyed that, you know, David's blasting music. And then um, she goes in and, like, she's just, like, talking to David and she just realizes, like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing the, the radio show. I can't concentrate on school. And that, and school's more important, basically, and she's just exhausted. But he's definitely pissed at her that she wants to quit because he thinks, like, they're a duo. And as they're kind of in the inside arguing, then John Sears shows up, um, which he kind of creepily says that he followed Kelly home because she didn't know how he knew where she lived, which is a little weird, um, but he brought flowers for her. So he's really, really going all in on her, uh, even knowing that she has a boyfriend, but he doesn't seem to care. Then we see Steve and Celeste are, so they're at his house um, because they're in his bedroom and it's the bedroom that we've known from high school. So he, I guess, has not moved into the frat house, even though um, he was supposedly moving into a frat house prior to even getting into a frat. Um, but uh, they're making out on the bed, and she's being flirty with him, and you can see that like he just basically chickens out on completely breaking up with her. He was going to do it, but he just, um, he's a chicken, didn't want to break up with her. And plus, probably because she was about to have sex with him, so why break up with her if he's about to get sex? You know, he is a college boy. So then Brenda comes home and tells her family how she's having a very difficult time finding a job. And Jim offers her a job, but she says she wants to do it on her own, which is really sweet because if I needed a job and my dad said, I have a job for you, I'll take, I, I would take it. I mean, I did work for my job when my dad, when I was younger, um, but she wants to do it on her own. So then, um, then in Andrea's room, dorm room, uh, she and Donna are talking about the paper that they have to write for this class that Dan, 
that Dan Rubin is uh, host or teaching or whatever. And it's basically just like your life story, more or less. And she's telling her how she wants to quit the radio show. Dan Rubin pops in to say hi to Donna and Andrea. And Donna mentions how she thinks he's cute. And Andrea is acting surprised. And she's like, yeah, I guess. And then, but she's playing it down. Like she definitely thinks he's cute. And then Donna says, clearly you have a thing for older men. Now, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but my guess is maybe he's 24, 25. And she's supposed to be 18, I guess, at this point. Um, Which I wonder though, I bet you Gabrielle Carteris is probably even older than him in real life. I'm going to gonna look that up I am curious to see if she is because she she's playing old obviously much younger than she is it is funny I will say looking back at her from season one of the show she definitely looked younger she definitely looked like she um you know like she definitely looked age appropriate even though she was about 27 but I think like she just had a very young face at that point that she looked like she was a high school student and it was it's not crazy to think that she played that however I will say now that she's in her 30s on the show and I'll have to double check how old she is here actually it's night it's 93 and I know that she's actually older than my mother so she would be 32 here and I think that she now looks 32 not 18. Like I, you know, I think like when she was, she looked younger when she was in her late 20s, but now in her 30s, like she's kind of looking more her age. Could be the haircut also, but I just think, um, I am curious if she is actually older than the actor playing Dan. So then we see uh, Kelly's on campus talking to Mr. John Sears, and he asks if she is going to the freshman pool party and she's like well you can't go because it's a freshman pool party um but he kind of implies that he's going anyway and he walks away when dylan comes over dylan we see for the first time in a while he's like really excited about school and he's really really excited about some author that's on campus some guy that he read a book for and he's basically doing some um you know, speaking engagement in a lecture that he's really, really excited about. And Kelly wants him to go to the pool party, but he doesn't want to go. I think the lecture's at the same time. And she's like, well, I want us to go together, but he wants to go to the lecture. So he's like, how about I go to the lecture and then I come meet up with you later. And then all of a sudden she just like has this like switch. And she said he's being selfish. And she's like, fine, don't hang out with me. So you can do what you want to do and you can, you demand him to do what he wants to do. But like, what, why is that like a compromise? Like, why can't he go to the lecture and meet up with you later? Like, it just makes no sense. She's really a brat. And as I've said a thousand times, they are the worst couple in the entire world. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really, I don't get it. Like watching it back now, there's nothing that I see between them at all. Nothing. I mean, it, their relationship is solely purely physical to me. I don't see any depth there at all. They have nothing in common. And I know they say opposites attract, but it's not that. It's just there's nothing there. Um, 
Then Steve tells Brandon that he did not break up with Celeste, and he ended up even inviting her to the pool party. Then Leslie, uh, who is in the Alpha House, um, she comes by, and she's kind of flirting with Steve a little bit, and (laughs) she says she's going to the pool party, so she hopes to see him later. She's the Greek Council representative. I guess that's what John Sears is, too, because we know that he goes to the pool party, or said he was going to the pool party. So then um, Donna shows up to the radio show because she's going to tell Howard, the station manager, that she's leaving the show. And we see that he's on the phone. He's arguing with someone. And we can tell that he's kind of in a jam. So as he's like, what do you need? Like as Donna's trying to explain to him about him quitting, he's walking her into the radio booth, putting the headphones on her. And he said, you're on in, you know, one minute. And she's like, uh, what? He's like, my afternoon person didn't show up. You're here. You know what you're doing. You're in charge of the show now. So he needed her to fill in. And then she, you know, obviously gets on the radio and she's, you know, really confused. But she goes on some ramp. And I will say the character, Donna Martin, would have would be a fabulous uh, podcast host because she's really good at that. Um, but <laughs> she's funny. But after she finishes, Howard tells her that the show is officially hers. They have the afternoon slot and she's like, oh my God, David's going to be so excited. And he's like, unfortunately, I still need David on the night shift, um, but you are great and this show's yours now. So he's basically saying, you got the day shift, David got the, gets the night shift. And then she's like, great, how am I going to tell him this? So then um, later, Brenda shows up, goes for a job as a PA. She found a job listing for a PA, which means production assistant. I was a production assistant back in the day. Uh, basically, you're just an errand girl or boy, and it's just do whatever you're told to do by people, and that's all it is. Uh, so she goes to that, but it makes sense for someone like her to do uh she also wants to be in that industry so it's it seems like in theory it would be a great job for her however it is just a babysitting at a daycare center this producer says he's the first producer to ever put in a daycare for his employees so basically she would just be watching the kids and she's like i thought i would was a pa and he's like you would be a pa and a babysitter So she obviously, she has no interest in that. So she goes to Jim and basically apologizes that she needs his help. So she wants to know if the offer still stands. So he said, absolutely. First order of business. He needs her to deliver some paperwork to some woman's office by 9 p.m. tonight. She's like, not a problem. I'm going to stop by the pool party. And right after that, I will drop off the papers. And he's like, that's fine. Just get there before 9 p.m. Sometimes that's the kiss of death, isn't it? When they tell you that. Um, Then, so we're at the pool party. And it seems lots of fun. There's lots of food. Uh, Brandon's on the grill because, of course, Brandon's on the grill. Why else wouldn't he be? And um, Celeste shows up. And... Steve is flirting with girls in the pool and she's definitely a jealous girlfriend but when Steve Sanders is her boyfriend I kind of get it. She playfully throws a beach ball at his head when he's in the pool and just kind of walks off angry like she's just sick of him um which I don't I don't blame her um Kelly shows up 
John jokes that it's too bad that Dylan's not there because he obviously wants to hang out with her alone without Dylan. And then Donna is there introducing some of her new sorority sisters to David. And then one of the girls is like, wait, am I hearing things? I could have sworn I heard you on the radio today. And then she's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that was me. And you kind of see David's like looking at her confused. And they were, they were laughing. They were saying that bit about your roommates being slobs is really funny. And you can just tell that she's being a little, uh, she's a little embarrassed. So she pulls him aside and basically tells him what happened. Naturally, he is pissed at her um, because now she has a better time slot and he's stuck with the night shift. Dylan does, in fact, show up to the pool party. So I don't know if he went to his lecture or not. I really hope he did because that's just kind of messed up that uh, she demanded him come to this pool party when he was excited about an author and wanted to go to a lecture that he was doing. But he shows up for Kelly. And when he shows up, he sees, like, John flirting with her. But he kind of um, claims his woman, if you will. And he... You know, basically they kiss and make up. So all is well with Kelly and Dylan. But I mean, the fact is she should be the one apologizing. I don't really understand how what he did was wrong in any way, shape or form. And I'm usually on the girl's side, but it can't be on her side because she is, she's just like wrong. It's just not cool that um, she would just like get on him about wanting to go to a lecture like you don't have to do every little thing together he's not into fraternities he's not into this type of thing he's not a party guy why can't he go to a lecture why is that a big deal she's just she's just a selfish brat and it's funny that she called him selfish so then Andrea is in her dorm room and she's working on the essay for Dan's class and he walks by because her door's open and that's normal that's totally normal to sometimes you have your door shut obviously but if you're in the dorms like a lot of times we just left our door open um unless we were sleeping going to bed or no one was there um but when you're there because people pop in your room all the time that's just kind of what living in the dorms is but um yeah Dan Rubin pops by and he's like what the hell are you doing here uh go have fun you're in college you're a freshman go to the pool party there's no reason you should be writing the essay there's time for that and <laughs> I think he's actually a kind of a good influence on her he wants her to have fun he wants her to enjoy college and it's something that she never really did in high school uh she can still get good grades in college and you know have fun in school there's that's the benefit of it so then we see back at the pool party, Celeste is sitting alone, not looking like she's having any fun whatsoever because she's not. And Steve is trying to, Steve's trying to have fun, but you could see that he keeps looking at her because he's feeling, you know, she's feeling left out. So he's kind of in a situation where he wants to have fun with his friends, but he also feels bad that she's sitting there by herself and just upset. Brenda shows up to the pool party, runs into Donna and David, uh, and, or, you know, runs into Donna who tells her about David and how he's mad at her. So she wants like her to help kind of, you know, mend the situation. So apparently then there's some big dance off that they're doing, uh, at the pool party. Some guy's hosting it. Kelly wants Dylan to dance, but obviously, well, it's not obvious. He says no, uh, but he does not want to partake in the dance off. 
and Brenda trying to mend fences with, or not mend, mend the fences between David and Donna, goes over to David and you can see that he's upset, but she convinces him to dance with her in the contest. So she's like, come on, you're the best dancer here. You should be dancing. Uh, Leslie, uh, funny enough, goes over to Brandon to ask him to dance. And Andre, who shows up, says, boy, did you pick the wrong guy? Um, but then she pulls, Leslie pulls Andre and she's like, let's go find guys and dance because she wanted to have some fun. And they are, they're cool now, the two of them. Uh, someone, I think actually before they do that, Leslie tries to get Steve to dance with her and Celeste sees it and she just runs out and leaves because she's just mad. Steve runs after her, but he kind of, you know, she's just annoyed. He, he, he more or anything, more than less, like he just ignored her the entire time. He wanted to really be with his friends. He didn't want to be with her. He didn't want to hang out with her. He didn't want to talk to her. Um, you know, it's weird that he even invited her, but, uh, well, actually he said, I invited you here, didn't I? And she's like, no, I told you about it. So she basically invited herself, her feeling was. And I also am curious how old Celeste is. Is she like a year older than him? Because she did make a comment that she dropped out of junior college. Uh, so she's working at Maxwell's full time, the clothing store. But I am curious how long, like, is she just... Did she go to Because she wouldn't have dropped it at this point. It's October. So if she dropped, if they're the same age, she dropped out like a month ago. It just, it doesn't make sense. So I'm thinking she's probably a year older than him. Went to junior college. And um, what is the difference between a junior college and a community college, actually? Are they both two-year schools? Um, I don't, I don't know. I've heard people say like they've been to JC's. Um, I'm going to look it up. I don't know. I'll let you know during the tidbits, but I am not sure what the difference is between junior college and community college. But anyway, so yeah, Celeste runs out and she's pissed at Steve and she has a right to be. Uh, Dylan and Kelly are sitting with Brandon watching everyone dance in this competition. Uh, Leslie's dancing with a random guy. Andrea's dancing with a David guy, uh, you know, random guy. Uh, David and Brenda clearly are the best dancers. I will say uh, Shannon Darty has some moves. She's not a bad dancer. Uh, Don is smiling watching them. And then the two of them win the competition, of course, because David is the best dancer. Uh, Donna goes over to congratulate them. And then this is like a weird, but it's kind of cute. As they win, they're all kind of all like hugging the three of them. And then someone somehow... They all, I think it was like Donna and Kel, uh, Donna and Brenda, like kind of pulled David in and the three of them like fall into the pool. So it's kind of funny. And then John Sears is standing by the pool and Dylan pushes him into the pool. So then Kelly is about to push Dylan in, but he pulls her in with her. So like, then they make a joke, like everybody into the pool. So in the pool, we see, um... Dylan and Kelly kind of make up, kind of they're kissing in the pool. And then Dave and Donna make up because they are kissing in the pool too. So when you fall into the pool, everyone is feeling better and everyone makes up, which is great. So after the pool party, David, Donna, and Brenda are leaving. And just as she's getting to her car, she realizes, shit, I have to drop off this contract for my father. And she's like, um, I really, really blew it. I'm a re- like, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. I got to go. 
So then um, at the Walsh house, we see Steve and Brandon are talking to Jim. They're eating some ice cream, talking shop. And, you know, he's talking about his problems with Celeste and he thinks he loves her. And Brandon's like, if you love her, then why do you do the things that you do? Realizing that he's really a shitty boyfriend. So Jim offers advice and talks about how, listen, everybody makes mistakes. um, But if you own up to them, you know, she deserves a second chance because everyone deserves a second chance. Just then, Brenda comes home and tells her dad that she wasn't able to drop off the contract. And he says, well, what time, you know, did you, she wasn't there when I got there. Did you leave with the secretary? Well, she wasn't there. The building was closed. What time did you show up? And she's like, a little after nine. So she got there. The building was closed. She kept apologizing, saying she's sorry. He was obviously annoyed and she was like trying to think of suggestions he's like that's not the point you had you know you had to get there this there by nine and she says come on like cut me a break like everyone deserves a second chance everyone's allowed to make a mistake and just then Steve and Brandon were like because obviously he was just saying the same thing so of course he forgives her and gives her a second chance I mean she is his daughter after all So then uh, later that night, David is obviously going to work the night shift at the radio show. And John, Donna goes to like maybe keep him company for a little bit. Um, And just then they see Howard and he says, oh, good, you saved me a phone call. He said, I don't need you on the afternoon shift anymore. He said, that was my girlfriend's slot. You know, we got into a fight but we made up and he's like you know how it is mixing business and pleasure he's like but the nights you know the night shift is yours if you still want it and she says thank you but you know no thank you so it's just david's show uh she doesn't have a radio show anymore and i think she's fine with it i think that you know she i think she liked it but you know she didn't like it that much but david obviously really really likes it so then uh, we see Steve go the next day to visit Celeste at Maxwell's and she's working and she's kind of ignoring him. She doesn't really want to talk to him and he basically is, he's apologizing. He says, I'm really, really sorry. I, you know, I didn't mean to hurt you. And she, you know, she's really upset. He promises he won't do it ever again and she forgives him. So they're in a better better place now she forgave him and then Dan is in class reading the essays from some of the students he reads Andrea's essay in class and he says he doesn't say this per se but he in theory is saying to the class that he thinks it's a little robotic he said obviously this is a very bright person he doesn't say whose article it is but we know it's hers based on the story it's about not going to Yale and all that stuff He says, but it's just, I'm not getting a sense of who this person is. But then he wants Donna to read hers out loud, and he wants them to see the difference because uh, he was impressed with Donna's because she's sounding more human in her essay. So then Dan does notice when Donna's reading her essay that he, you know, that Andrea's a little hurt by the comments. So then afterwards, she goes over to speak to him, and she says, you think I'm a crappy writer? And he's like, not at all. He said, but I just... You know, I want to know who you are. I want to know. He 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 wants to kind of pull something from within her. Uh, he says, you know, he wants her to get deeper in her writing. 
And just then, uh, he asks her how her table manners are. So he asks her out on a date. He wants to go out to dinner with her, which is very, uh, very cute. I think that he is a good, good guy for her, in theory. So then um, at the end of the episode, uh, we are at the beach house. Kelly is hanging out on her um, patio. Sean Sears shows up yet again. And he tells Kelly he kind of wants a chance with her. And she's like, she's saying that she has a boyfriend, but she's not really pushing him away. And that's what he's saying. He said, you keep telling me that you have a boyfriend, but you're not telling me to stop calling or leave, you know, leave you alone. And then he goes in and kisses her and she kisses him back. So Kelly is the worst. Um, she kisses John Sears back. She's still dating Dylan. She sucks. But that is where the episode ends. Uh, Kelly sucks. We'll leave it at that. Fun facts and tidbits. So I looked up how old Dan Rubin was, the actor. His name is Matthew Portera, which is interesting because when I was looking him up, um, he's playing uh, a Jewish character, but he's definitely uh, Italian because Portera sounds Italian and he has two children named uh, Luigi and Enzo. So that's pretty, pretty uh, Italian. But you know what? Jews and um, Jews and Italians do look alike. I will say that as a Jew, I can say that. So I I do notice there's a similarity because it's obviously a lot of dark features. So that's probably why he's playing a Jewish character. Um, But anyways, um, he is uh, four years younger than Gabriel Carteris. So I was right. He was younger. He is 28 when they filmed this. So uh, he's playing closer to his actual age. She's probably a little bit younger than that playing, but she uh, she's playing a lot younger than she is because she's 32 here. So uh, there's that. Also, so I looked up the difference between a community college and a junior college. Basically, it's the same thing. Essentially, uh, they are both two-year institutions. However, um, the junior colleges uh, tend to be private institutions and community college tend to be public so that would be the only difference but in theory they're essentially the same thing and songs for this episode so when donna tells david she's quitting the radio show and john sears shows up with flowers the song is uh sleeping satellite by tasman archer i kind of like that song um at the pool party uh, at the start of it when brandon's on the grill we hear the song pressure by sunscream don't know that one um uh during the freshman dance contest when david and uh brenda are dancing together it is socket to ya by dino also don't know that one and then the last song is when steve uh, celeste is leaving the pool party and brenda and david win the dance contest it is show me by ultra neat nate and uh that is it for the fun facts and trivia Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on the next episode, we have a season four, episode six, called Strangers in the Night, and we'll see you then.